What's going on, Card Nation? Welcome back into another edition of the Breakdown here on a Thursday night. Taylor Lynch, Lewis Metzinger with you all as always. It is game week. Louisville and Western Kentucky getting set to get things going on Saturday night under the lights at Cardinal Stadium. We'll get you ready for that game tonight. Uh, we'll also talk about the first two weeks of the season, our opinions on this team. Uh, Puma versus Malik. Is there a quarterback controversy a Bruin? We'll get into that as well. And uh, also the U of L basketball schedule for 2018 was released, or 18-19, I guess, was released today. And uh, we'll take a little dive into that and uh, talk about some of the highlights from that as well. Of course, like I said, joined as always by my counterpart here, Lewis Metzinger. Lewis, what's going on, my man? What's up, dude? It's been a while, but uh, back in the house, ready to rock. So, well, I'm in the car, but you're in the house. So I, I am in the house. You are in the car. The, the joys of, of podcasting, we can do it literally from anywhere. Literally anywhere. We should try from space. That'd be pretty interesting. That would be awesome. Who wants to fund that? Start a GoFundMe for that one. Yeah, I think that'll work. So, uh, so yeah, it took a couple of weeks off, but we're back and um, and ready to go. I, I had a little mini vacation. Uh, you had one of your 12 that you take normally during the summer. I mean, I, I lose count. I think this was – but this seemed like – This an, is actually – this is my first one this summer, to be fair. I, I, okay, you're right. You're right. That is your first one. And, of course, <laughs> only my cousin would – decide to take a trip to Florida in midst of hurricane season and absolutely did you guys go out like at all or maybe like one or two days I mean or were you pretty much yeah, just it, stuck it ranged from Sunday night which is when we got there until Thursday morning <laughs> basically I mean there the you know when I say rain you might think I mean like it rained a little bit and there were some breaks of, of just nothingness no it literally did not stop downpouring for that many that amount of time day night nothing <laughs> so we we did some, i mean we went out and like you know ate dinner and, and did stuff like that and but most of the time we just i mean i honestly did like almost not a full week but i did basically like a half day of work almost every day um while we were there so that's good for me because then i still get money but yeah um but yeah but it was kind of boring and then on thursday we went to the beach for I was out there for two hours. Dude, and I wish you would post some of the pictures of your sunburn. It's rough. It, yeah, it, it's rough. It's still flaking off. It's getting to the end of the flaking, but no joke yesterday. I uh, Everywhere I went at work, I left uh, like a pile of just dead skin. <laughs> it looked that's, like someone dumped fake snow on the ground everywhere I went. That's disgusting. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. Oh, Oh god! And when I was walking like in and out of buildings and stuff, it would like fly off me like some kind of trail. It was great. <laughs> we come back honestly, though, man. I'm the same way. When I when I get out in the sun, it's not a tan. I just burn, and then I go back to being white again. Right. Exactly. Um, there's no there's no payoff. Even no. All the the sleepless nights that I went through. There's no nothing. I'm just gonna be white again. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm starting to get to a point now where the tan is starting to stay. Um, but but for the most part, I mean, you can guarantee I'm just gonna I'm gonna burn, and then I'm gonna peel, and then I'm gonna be white again. So, I don't know. It's it's what happens when you have dark dark hair and pale skin. We're just we're doomed. It's always gonna be that way. Um, so so yeah. Oh, I also forgot we're gonna get to our picks. Um, 
for the week. And I don't think I've said this, um, but we are picking this year, and I know I've been slacking getting these on Twitter uh, every week, but I am going to start doing that again and getting back into the habit. But we've been picking against the spread so far, or not against the spread, but sorry, using confidence points uh, this season because we wanted to make it a little bit different and a little more um, challenging for us. So... We've, we're picking five games, going on a scale of one to five. Um, five being the most confident, one being the least confident. And um, apparently, this game was moved uh, in preparation for the hurricane. Uh, Boston College and Wake Forest started at seven thirty, uh, or at sorry, at five thirty rather than the uh, original seven or seven thirty. I can't remember uh, kick time for this game. So they are about to wrap up the first quarter in a 7-7 tie game right now. Uh, Lewis and I both picking uh, Boston College in this one. Lewis with uh, two points, uh, myself with four confidence points uh, for the Eagles in this one. Uh, Boston College, Wake Forest, uh, 7-7 right now as they get uh, ready to put the bow on the first quarter. Um so our picks for the past couple of weeks, uh, Lewis. Let's take a look here. We don't have. We can just move on. We can talk about Alabama. Um. We. <laughs> God, no! I don't want to talk about that. Uh. Yeah. So. Okay. So that was week two. Let's go back here. Gosh, we've got a. I don't think I've ever deleted our texts. Um. This is. This I haven't either, so I have them if you need them. I've got plenty. Okay, here we go. I can never delete the memories. <laughs> Just hang on to them forever. Okay, so we week one, uh, we picked Auburn, Washington, West Virginia, Tennessee, Michigan, Notre Dame, Miami, LSU, Virginia Tech, FSU. Okay, so you went Auburn, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Miami, Florida State. Uh, four points. Miami pick was great. One point. Three points, two points, and five points for the Seminoles. I went Auburn, West Virginia, Notre Dame, Miami, Florida State. So uh, both of us had a rough week one. (laughs) Uh, I think we both, let's see. I got three. You got two in week one. Um, And then, and I won't bore everybody with the points. And then we got to week two. We're, <laughs> dude, it's been out of the gates stumbling for you. Uh, Arizona, Georgia Tech, Georgia, Clemson, and UVA. I had solid IU, USF, Houston, Georgia, and Clemson. So I still won. Houston, USF, Georgia, Clemson. I can't remember how did the IU UVA game go. IU won. That's ah. So is that that's a perfect week for me. IU barely won. I should ah. say. Doesn't matter. It still counts. So that's a perfect week for me. Um, so you need a bit. You need a bit of a comeback here this week. Um, this week we picked LSU at Auburn, USC at Texas, Ohio State at TCU, the site of game day. Uh, of course, this game that's on right now, BC at Wake Forest, and Boise State at Oklahoma State, which is probably one of the more underrated games uh, between two top 25 teams uh, this weekend. So both of us going LSU, 
both of us going Ohio State, both of us going USC, both of us going BC, and wow, both of us going uh, Oklahoma State. Okay, so this week's going to be a draw, um, but this is your chance to kind of make up some ground, kind of, uh, kind of pad your stats a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay because if it's easy if, comeback, don't call it a comeback. If it's bad, then it's bad for you and me both. So, so that's one way to look at it. How comforting! Exactly, we're in it together, man. So the first two weeks of the season um, for Louisville, huh? I mean, the Alabama game because we haven't really had a had a chance to talk about. It. We haven't done done a show since then, but the Alabama game um, kind of went. The way we all thought it was going to go, just not the way we hoped it would go. If we're if we're being honest with ourselves as fans, um, that was literally the way that was probably supposed to go. Alabama was supposed to dominate, uh, and they did dominate. They are the number one team in the country for a very good reason, and they showed it uh, all over the field that night. But there were still things. If you're if you're Louisville, there were still things to take from that game to be uh, to, to feel good about. I mean, the defense, despite giving up 54 points, and this may be a, more of a knock on Peter Sermon than anything, but the defense actually looked better while being blown out by Alabama than they did at any point last year without Jair Alexander on the field. <laughs> and offensively, while the wide receivers did not, show out the way we expected them to. I thought Juwan Pass had a pretty good game. I thought he made some mistakes, but overall, I thought he had a lot of upside, and I and I thought that he he played well. He never looked really rattled. Um, so I was encouraged. Then we move into last week in the absolutely unbearable conditions that that football game was played in. I honestly have never had rain hurt before and that rain fell so hard that it hurt as it hit me um and it had to hurt the players too that's what i'm telling myself that's that's why that game was a 7-7 tie uh at the 97 minute mark of the first quarter um when they finally were able to resume play, I don't know if it was it was maybe a little bit longer than that, but it was absolutely ridiculous um, conditions that I don't think any team would be able to really play well in. Um, but Juwan Pass particularly had a rough night. Um, we come to find out there is an injury, a turf toe injury. Um, from all accounts, it's a pretty painful injury, um, but it seems like he's he's healing well and uh, apparently is cleared to play this week. Uh, but we saw the the beginning of potentially another star in the making here at Louisville in Malik Cunningham. Um, when he took the field, the Cards were in a seven to seven tie with Indiana State, and they rattled off seventeen unanswered. Um, to really put the game away and put Louisville in a very comfortable lead. Um, it seemed like when he took the field, everything started to open up. The running game opened up. Jeremy Smith, um, who is, I think, 30 or 35 now, uh, came out and just mold over people. Um, the wide receivers were able to get open. Uh, Malik had a couple of really nice touch passes, a back shoulder fade to um, 
Jalen Smith that he'd cut up field and, and turn it into a touchdown. Um, I was I, he made plays with his legs. He scrambled around in the pocket and uh, was able to make some guys miss. Had a couple of good runs, but now we get here to week three, Lou, and we have I think a little bit of a controversy on our hands. Given that Jawan Pass is ready and cleared to play this week, um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see who actually comes out and and takes the snaps as the starter. Um, before we get into that, though, your thoughts kind of on the first two weeks of the season so far. Um, let's see. I don't want to touch too much on the Alabama game. Right. It was, you know, like you said, it was kind of what we expected. At the same time, it's hard to watch. Um, you never really can prepare yourself enough for what Alabama does to you. Um, it's it's uh, not for the faint of heart. Um, they make you look um, inferior, slow, um, out of shape on every position on the entire field. Um, and that's, uh, that's a credit to them. It's a credit to the coaching. It's a credit to the five stars upon five stars that they have um, all the way back to the third string. And um, it's truly a dynasty. Like you, you can sugarcoat it all you want. You can, you know, point to this and point to that point to other teams. There's just nobody that really does it like Alabama. And no. um, I'm, I'm fine with that being the case. Um, and, and I'm fine with putting a lot of that on Alabama. And, and it's kind of a tricky situation, kind of like you touched on. We haven't really seen, this Louisville team play in a normal scenario yet. <laughs> yeah. We are either playing against undoubtedly the most talented, deepest um, powerhouse of a team with a, a breakout star quarterback and which they've never had before on top of a stifling defense, or we're playing in the, some of the heaviest rain that we've had since whatever 2000 or whatever and playing a, a six hour football you know like we haven't had a a normal take the field on time no powerhouse team no monsoon to deal with so i have no idea what to expect to be completely honest with you we, we've already gone through two quarterbacks we got to see three um and all of them um have had excellent moments. I think Jordan Travis looked really good <laughs> yeah. um, in the third string role. I mean, he looks like he, he looks a lot like Reggie Bonifant when he was uh, built, when he was uh, working out to be a quarterback. I yeah. Would say um, he's got that same similar type of style. Um, so, and, and Reggie was effective. Um, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's hard to play him over Lamar Jackson. So, um, it's hard to play anybody over Lamar Jackson, so we didn't really ever get to see Reggie with many years under his belt. But um, I think Jordan Travis is going to be really good. I think I'm really torn on on Jawan. I, I don't, and I'll gush about Malik here in a minute. But <laughs> with Jawan, I just I um, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about it. I just he looked. He had flashes against Alabama where he looked really good. Um, but just against, um, in part, you got to keep the conditions in mind. Uh, it's it's pouring rain, oh, yeah. slippery. Um, it, you got to give him that. Um, but I don't, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't look like he's having fun 
And I know that sounds ridiculous, but he, he's not animated. And that's part, partly his personality. I get that. He's very laid back. Um, and that's good. You want that. You want that cool collected. But I think I'm kind of used to Lamar and his energy and his bounce. And so if you get used to that, you get groomed into that for two and a half years. Um, you, you, that's what you expect. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think, I think Juwan's going to get a shot. I don't think that it's like he had a bad game and he's done now. I think he'll get to play. I think he probably starts on Saturday and gets, um, I just think the leash is going to be a little bit shorter for him. Um, and I think if he starts to do bad against Western Kentucky, struggle with his throws, overthrow receivers, underthrow receivers, throw picks, I, I think that you're going to see Malik. And Malik is so freaking fun to watch, man. I, I was just, I mean, granted, this is after, um, after Indiana State declined to shorten the halftime. So we had a full-length halftime uh, with the three weather delays. So I was a little bit just kind of uh, slap-happy at that point, pushing uh, midnight already. That's late traveling. for you. Yeah, and I had been driving since 7 a.m. Um, from Florida. So that was after that hole. So I was a little bit on edge there. But just when he came in the game, man, I could not take my eyes off the game. Like, I was uh, – He's just so you just te- you can tell he just has the he's got he it has the, he just has it man he's just he's quick he and uh, Chris Persons who we've we've had on the show before yeah. I mean he pointed out like don't let his athleticism fool you the dude's got a cannon and you saw it man he he made some nice throws and and some nice on the run throws just really versatile. He did get kind of dinged up at the end, which I don't like to see. I mean, he's kind of got that same struggle that Lamar had, which is he's a tiny guy, um, height-wise, and he's thin. Yeah. Um, so I, I think the, the, the weight part will change, but, I, I, you know, he's got to be, what, like 5'10"? You know, he's, he's, he's small. Yeah. And maybe he's, maybe he's like six one and like, we'd get out there and look like <laughs> Travion Samuel on the field if, if, if we were out there. But yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just have, whenever I talk about Malik, man, I have like the biggest smile on my face. I, I hope we get to see him more and more. And I, I, I hope I heard, heard some stuff or saw some stuff on Twitter that, that they were thinking about moving him to another position. And I, I hope they don't, I hope he gets a legit shot. Um, because he's just exhilarating to watch. And I, and that was a boring game up until that point when they put him in, it was like a spark plug. So uh, I'm going to stop now cause I could ramble forever, but I think we'll see both quarterbacks, um, on Saturday. And I think if Jawan comes out, has a couple of bad balls, throws a pick or two, I think he gets yanked in the first quarter. I, I don't, I don't think Bobby gives him too much space and we'll see what happens after that. But this could be. You know, you never know what could happen, dude. We, we've seen quarterbacks get pulled, and and uh, other other quarterbacks, little known quarterbacks, get put in, and and special things happen at, at U of L. So we'll see. I, you're you're right about just how the energy that Malik brings to the position is just different than what Jawan brings. And I'm not saying that, you know, one is, one is right and one is wrong, but you could tell the entire complexity, the entire, um, the makeup of the game changed when Malik came in. Now, granted the weather changed as well. And that, that needs to be stated, you know, that he did not play in the same conditions that, that Puma had to play in. But, 
I will say we've we've said how great it is that you know Juwan is a level-headed guy. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. And we've you know said how great that is and what a quality that is to have in a quarterback. But I wonder if you can be too laid back. I wonder if you can be too kind of go with the flow. And it seemed like that there was a level of intensity and energy and urgency when Malik came in that we hadn't seen um, any time that Jawan had been in, in the game, either earlier in that one or in the Alabama game. And and that could also be, like I said, you know, just a product of the situations that he's in and the fact that it was Alabama and then the fact that it was a hurricane that he played in in the first half. Right. Um, so I'm really kind of cautious about, you know, piling on to Jawan because I don't, I don't want to do that. But you could tell – just even from watching the game and, and even from the smattering of fans that were still there, when Malik came in, it was almost like a like a release. Like everybody could breathe. It was like, oh, okay. It was like putting on your favorite pair of jeans that just fit perfect no matter how many times they've been washed. You just put them on and they just fit and you know they're always going to fit and they're always going to feel good. That was kind of what it was like when Malik came in. It was like we found that and I, I hate this comparison, but it was like we found our Lamar Jackson jeans and we put them on and it was like, oh, this is comfortable. This fits. I recognize this. I, this is what it, this is supposed to be like. And that was kind of what you got with Malik. Um, with Jawan, if I'm still going to use the same reference, it's kind of like that pair of jeans that you really like that you go and you and you see them in the store and you're like, I, I don't need to try them on. They're my size. I know they're going to fit. They look great. I like them. And then you get them home and you put them on and you're like, uh, I mean, they, I'm not going to go eat with these on. Like that's there. There's no way I, I couldn't have a food baby and wear these things. It's not going to work. But, I mean, I like them. I mean, they're cool. I mean, they they look good on. They're just not very comfortable. I think that's kind of the same deal here. Like, Jawan looks good out there at quarterback. He looks good standing in the huddle. Um, and he's got his moments where he has looked really good. But I think a lot of it is we're not kind of used to that style now. And maybe there's guys on the team that aren't really used to what we're trying to do offensively with Joanna at quarterback. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe that has nothing to do with it. Um, maybe that's everything to do with it. I don't know. I do think though, let me put it this way. Bobby Petrino had an opportunity yesterday on the ACC coaches teleconference to say, you know, if Puma's healthy, if Jawan's healthy, then he's going to be our guy on Saturday. He's going to go out take the snaps of the first team um, when we line up against Western Kentucky. He did not say that. Mm-hmm. He he had the opportunity. It was right there for him, and he did not say that. So that gives me pause when talking about who I think is going to be the starting quarterback. I'm going to go right out and say it. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Malik comes out and takes the first snaps on Saturday. I just do. I think that if it if it were going to be Juwan and it was definitively him, then Bobby would have said that yesterday. 
I mean, it's it's a it's a game against Western Kentucky, and he's on the ACC coaches teleconference. It's not like he needs to keep things under wrap because he's afraid that the opponent's coach might know. I mean, it's these are the ACC coaches. It's not a conference game. There's really no benefit in hiding something like that. So that's I, I think that I think that Malik has earned the the opportunity. Um, to come out and start. I mean, given the way he played in that game, there's no denying he. I don't care what the weather is. He came in and we scored 17 unanswered. I mean, that's that's impressive. I don't care what the circumstances are. Um, so yeah, I think he comes out and I think he starts and I think if Jawan is healthy and again, turf toe is nothing to joke about. I mean, it is very painful. Um, so if he is ready and, and healthy, I do think he's going to play. I think they're both going to play. Um, but but I do think that that Malik is going to get the opportunity to start. And I'm with you. I don't think that, you know, after one game, you you bench Juwan Pass and, and you completely move on because I think they've invested a lot of time and a lot of energy into him. Um, and I do think he's a very good quarterback. I mean, this is this is not quite Alabama with Jalen and Tua, but it's you have two guys that are good quarterbacks that have great talent, great skill, great ability, um, and they're gonna duke it out for the starting job. I mean, there were worse problems to have, um, and let's not get it twisted. And we're gonna get into this a little bit later. But this this game that they're playing on Saturday against Western Kentucky, I mean, this is a Western team that was up twenty-one nothing on Maine. An FCS opponent in the first half, they were destroying them, and Maine came back and beat them in the second half. Yeah, I I, noticed. I that. mean, <laughs> and, and didn't just beat them, like rattled off twenty-one unanswered or something like that to come back and, and win that game. So, and before that, Western had a decent game, uh, but still got blown out at Wisconsin at Camp Randall. Um, so. Uh, let's not act like this is a a world beater coming in. On paper, Louisville should make quick work of Western Kentucky. Um, just like I think had the conditions been normal last week, they would have made quick work of Indiana State. Um, you saw the energy. It was there. Rajay Burns with the touchdown or with the punt return for touchdown. Um, I think they would have they would have pounded on Indiana State. I think this is their opportunity this week against Western Kentucky. Um, after you know, just just watching the film on them, um, they this is a team that, and like I guess we'll get into more X's and O's, but this is a, a team that Louisville should make quick work of this week. I mean, they're they just they don't have the skill position players, they don't have the athletes, um, even that they had when when Jeff Brom was there, um, when Bobby Petrino was there the first time, so. I mean, they've got some nice pieces, but this is this is nothing that Louisville should not be able to handle and handle quickly. So, I do think both guys are going to get in. Um, the really interesting game is going to be uh, next week at Virginia noon kick. Um, who the starting quarterback is for that one? That will be yeah. that will be when we I think game four when we really start to see okay, where is this offense wanting to move? What direction is this offense wanting to go in? Um, I think that'll be very telling. And what happens in this week? Um, your last real tune-up before you start conference play. Um, 
I think this is a week to kind of exercise some demons. Um, your first two weeks have been sloppy. Um, they haven't played great assignment football. Uh, there's been undisciplined plays all over the field um, on both sides of the ball. This is your week to clean that stuff up. This is the week to come out and be crisp and focused uh, and execute offensively, defensively, and special teams Um and really feel good as you go into conference play. Uh, any of the question marks that you had from last week, you can put to bed if you come out and you just play fundamental assignment football and you come out and you make quick work of Western in the first half and you can put it on cruise control in the second half and get some experience from for some younger guys. Um, because I, I feel like this has, I think, Lules, last time I checked, they were uh, like a 22.5 point favorite or something. So... This is a game to to get right. This is a get right game. This is a a good opportunity against an FBS opponent to come out and and really prove you know some of the doubters that you know this is who we are. This is what we're capable of doing. Um, and then you get a good feeling and a good taste in your mouth as you move on to conference play. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, on this one. Uh, guys, make sure you check out, uh, hit us up on Twitter. It's at the breakdown UL at Taylor Lynch and at Lewis Metzinger. Uh, and you can check out the website, the breakdown UL.com as well for all of our, uh, updates from us. And also you will see tonight, the complete breakdown of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Um, so getting into this game, this weekend against Western. Um, I think when we all saw it on the schedule, we were expecting this to be a really fun, really interesting game. And then Western comes out and they lose at Camp Randall and then lose to um, an FCS opponent who had to come from behind to get them. Um, So when you look at this game this weekend, what are you hoping to see, expecting to see from Louisville when they take the field? Um, I'll get to that in one second. Just as a public service announcement, okay. Um, Jake Lorem did tweet just four minutes ago that Bobby Petrino says on his radio show that Jawan Pass will start at quarterback Saturday against Western. Okay, so thank so, you for blowing um, my whole my whole theory there on that one. Yeah, just had to you know just let you know you were in fact wrong. Thank you, so, thank um, you. But yeah, so so that clears that up, I, I guess. Did you tweet um, that out? Did you yeah. uh, did you share? I that? did. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. And um, you know, it is what it is. Um, I I don't want anything I say to come off like I don't like Jawan Pass or I don't want him on the team. It's just like I mentioned earlier the the level of excitement and the and the level of like oh man I've seen this before. Um, and, and I'm no one's Lamar Jackson. No one will ever be Lamar Jackson, but just that same level of energy, that same level of just over the top athleticism, over the top raw athleticism, I should say. Um, cause you can just tell he's very, you know, not seasoned, but you know, all that can be coached and that's great. But, um, I won't ramble anymore about that, but as far as Western goes, um, it's interesting because this is not a, Obviously, this is not a Brom coached Western team. This is not a um, not your typical um, what you'd expect um, struggling against FCS opponents and losing to FCS opponents and um, just 
it's one of those games as a Louisville fan you look forward to because there's it's that in state it's just like playing Murray State but you know to a greater degree I mean Murray State's a local you know they're around here there's a lot of people that are Murray go to Murray State that are Louisville fans or a lot of people go to Western they're Louisville fans yeah and, and vice versa so it, it's kind of just like a it's almost like a weird like family game um <laughs> it's in, like your relatives that you don't talk to all the time right yeah but it's like if you played your 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 distant relatives in a football game it's 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 weird but I'm, I'm glad they're they're playing it because I, I I think it I saw a tweet you never know on Twitter but I saw a tweet that they haven't played since 1998 um which is 20 years I don't know if that's accurate or not um maybe that was at at Louisville or something like that if Kelly Dickey tweeted um, it out you know it's accurate if it that's came true. I don't if it came from Kelly Dickey, it's accurate. Tweet it. I'll look that um, up. You continue. Okay. Yeah, so um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think, I hope they don't have any trouble. Um, but you never know. It's it's one of those things that uh, just it can come out and just – we could literally go, like you said, into week four um, against Virginia at Virginia and not know what kind of football team this is. I think that, and really, I think whether they win or lose, you won't really know because yeah, it's it's like if you beat it's it's a lose lose thing. If you beat West Virginia, or beat Western Kentucky by a lot, okay, good job. You're supposed to. If you if you struggle against them, you weren't supposed to. You can't really win, and and that's that's the problem with some of these these games early on. But I'm just excited. I I just I love football, man. I, I'm. Truly used to be a hundred percent basketball guy. I would watch football games when they're on, but now I think I'm ninety eight percent a football guy, and I, I enjoy basketball season as well. Um, so this time of year is great. I, I love watching the football team. I love watching football games. So I'm just excited to just again for the third week in a row have some Louisville football to watch. It, it's it's really great. So and actually get to be there because my Absolutely. boys go to the game with me. I don't think you want me there. I don't think you understand um, how the team performs when I go to games. But, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, we were there at the Duke game. So if we could suffer through that together uh, last year, I think uh, I think we'll be okay with, uh, with this one here. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we don't uh, – I don't get to go to many games, but um, I can't. Obviously, I can't wait to see the expansion in person. Oh, um, dude. I, I saw like a video of the intro, but I want to see that thing in person because I was dancing in our our room when I was showing it to Bethany when I was playing it off of a video of someone videoing it on Twitter. Like, <laughs> it's going to be lit. It's I'm like Inception. It's like I'm a video at. of a video of a video, it like is. a dream and a dream. Yeah, exactly. I get I'm you. Gonna be, uh, I'm going to be bouncing. So, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm I can't wait. I'm excited. And it's supposed to be good weather. Yes. Um, thankfully, so. Yes. It's going to be nice. So uh, now that we know Jawan is starting, um, how much of Malik do you think we see? Well, I think, like I said, I, I think it'll be a pretty short leash. I think if he throws a couple picks or even a pick, um, yeah, he's struggling with his – his. Um, he was struggling with his slants, um, like hitting him off the – hands and stuff like that that just you really should those are the easy throws um and you know there was receivers dropping balls and and you can't blame it all on him because the ball was wet and stuff 
Um, but I just think it'll be a short leash and, and hopefully whether, even if it's short leash or not, um, it, you know, we're blowing them out by enough in the second half that we can see Malik the rest of the way, because obviously that's what I want. So let's see. Uh, yes. The last meeting, uh, was in 1998, uh, between these two that's schools. Crazy, if you think about it, yeah, Louisville's on a nine game win streak. Um, the first meeting was in 1982. Uh, Louisville is 19 wins. Uh, Western's got 12. The largest margin of victory. Um, I'm sorry. Louisville's win streak is nine from 90 from 1982 till 1998. Um, sure. Louisville's largest margin of victory was 55-7 to in the 89 game. Um, Western's largest margin of victory, 58 to nothing, uh, back in wow. 1932. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, Western. Did they wear helmets back then? Had, I don't know. Leather ones, I think. Uh, Western had an eight-game eight game win streak uh, in this one from 27 to 46. I mean, who can forget about uh, those Western Kentucky teams? I mean, they were um, – those were – those were national champion caliper teams. I'm um, pretty sure that's when my grandpa was quarterback. Back in, <laughs> back in the day. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So, for, first matchup since 98. Um, this will be, be a fun one. I mean, no matter what, just to see these two teams play, I mean, it's it's cool. It's, a, it's an interesting rivalry. I think it's definitely more heated in it. <clears throat> What in the world? Don't worry about it. What? Don't worry about it. It's a long. It's it takes. It would take too long to explain. Don't worry about it. God, I want to know so bad. Um, I have I have freaking little tiles. You know those little like, you know what tiles are? Those little yeah. um, like tracker things. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I have one on my keys, one on my wallet, one on my backpack, and one on my AirPods case. And so I sit on the one on my wallet all the time, and it starts ringing my phone. So that's what it is. <laughs> So just know my fat butt is squishing my wallet so much that my tie was ringing. <laughs> oh man, um, I don't even know where I was going with that with that comment. I, I just I, okay, we're, we're just gonna put a bow on that part of the conversation and uh, and move on to to other things here uh, today, Lewis. Um, the University of Louisville basketball schedule uh, was released and uh it was uh, or should i say the the acc portion of the schedule was released and it is um it's a doozy uh to say the least i mean i don't know if you've had a chance to really look over this thing but uh i did yeah it's yeah starting uh sunday January the 6th, Louisville's got Miami at home. They go to Pittsburgh, to North Carolina, home for Boston College, at Georgia Tech, NC State, and Pitt at home before going to Wake Forest to wrap up uh, January. February kicks off with a home game against North Carolina, then at Virginia Tech, at Florida State, home for Duke and Clemson, Duke on a Tuesday night. How am I going to get lit at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night? Um, you won't need to. The game will be over so fast. That's true. Uh, at I don't want to watch um, What's-His-Face absolutely destroy us for 
40 minutes or whatever. Uh, at Syracuse, Virginia, at Boston College, and then March kicks off with uh, two games at Notre, or Notre Dame at home. And then, of course, our favorite time-honored tradition as Louisville fans, ending the season in Charlottesville at Virginia uh, before ACC tournament play starts on Tuesday, March the 12th. Jeez Louise. So Louisville's got home games against Miami, B.C., NC State, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Duke, Clemson, Virginia, and Notre Dame. On top of already playing uh, Southern, Tennessee, Vermont, um, Michigan State, Michigan State, Central Arkansas, Lipscomb, Kent State, Robert Morris, Kentucky, and then their road games at Seton Hall, at Indiana, uh, as you mentioned, Tennessee, either Kansas or Marquette. I mean, dude, probably the toughest schedule that Louisville basketball has had in I can't remember how long. Yeah, um, it, there's no question. It is an absolute uh, beast of a schedule. And I don't, you know, I kind of wish this was next year's schedule um, <laughs> because I think that next year we're going to have some really, really nice pieces um, uh, on the roster, some some great um, freshman additions that I think can make a, a big impact pretty quick. Um, but... You know, uh, gosh, man, I don't even know what to say, dude. It's if you wanted trial by fire, yeah, back, uh, year one, here you go. I mean, like, <laughs> welcome to the ACC, Chris Mack. Yeah, it doesn't get any worse. Like, this is not the Big East, like, this is, um, you know, the new Big East. This is just. This is the Big East on steroids. I mean, this yeah. is but before you even get to conference play, uh, which again, like I said, kicks off on um, Sunday, the sixth of January, against Miami at home. But before you even get to conference play, Lewis, you've got Nickel State, okay, Southern, okay, Vermont, okay, Tennessee in the NIT season tip-off, either Kansas or Marquette. Michigan State in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, Seton Hall at Indiana, and Kentucky before you even get to January. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Um, and then and then January the ACC play um, starts. Louisville does not have to go to Cameron Indoor this year. They dodge that bullet. They do have to go to Carolina. Yeah, but we they still get to come here and just spank us. With, uh, <laughs> why can't I think of the dude's name? He's the, probably the, goofy and white. I mean, it's Duke, let's no, be the, honest. The, the human giant that plays for Duke this year. What's oh, his name? See, I'm not up on my basketball recruiting yet, so I need oh, to. Oh, stop. What is the guy's name? The guy that's, <laughs> that's the, the number one overall guy, the, the, the monster of a human being that plays for Duke now. Um... What's his name, man? I don't know. I, somebody's gonna. One of us is gonna have to. Zion, get Zion Williams. Yes. Yes. Goodness gracious! I was How thinking, I... is he the guy that almost went to Clemson? Yeah, I'm blanking out his name so that you know, because <laughs> if you don't, then you'll literally go insane because ESPN will say it so many times that That's that you'll uh, 
you'll want to off yourself. But yeah, it's <laughs> it is not gonna. I'd, I'd rather go to Duke and get pummeled than have them come in here to the Yum Center and absolutely embarrass us with that with freaking Goliath dunking on all of our guys. Like no thanks. <laughs> you know, I do think. I mean, even with this schedule and it's rugged, I I think this is going to be a a good team for Louisville. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just stupidly optimistic, but I don't see why this team can't be an NCAA tournament team. Oh yeah. I think, I don't think there's any doubt that they are. Um, because, you know, as, as bad as it is, it's going to be, and as, as tough of a schedule, not as bad as it's going to be, cause I don't know, but as tough of a schedule as it is, you do have, you have some, some, basically guaranteed wins in there um in yeah. even an acc play i mean Pitt is terrible um, clemson who knows uh wake is usually i mean usually we usually beat them um georgia tech georgia tech you've got some wins there you've got uh if fsu you can probably win that um especially the closer Boston to march College, you, get. you could probably win that play um, florida state in march it'll always win yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, there's there's definitely wins there. I think you can get to 20 wins and um, and be fine. And, and I think if you get more than that in with this schedule, you're overachieving. You're looking at a, a good seed. Yeah, which we haven't had in a while. Oh, so. that is one of the benefits with this schedule. I mean, you've got you've got everything you need to get a really good seed in the NCAA tournament, even if you don't win some of these games, the fact that you played them at all, I mean, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a, a team this season with a better strength of schedule than Louisville's, and if you find one, let me see, because they've got to be playing this, this, the Knicks and Cleveland and Golden State uh, in the non-con, because, I mean, Louisville's got, that is, that's as rugged as I think it gets. Um but good for this team and good for Chris Mack for I know a lot of these games were you know already established uh, before he got here but I mean he's fully embraced it and yeah which I mean you don't really have a choice you're gonna play him anyway but I mean yeah, he is totally totally up for the challenge and excited about it and um, I'm excited for this light up the Ville thing or these uh, are not light up the Ville uh, Louisville Live uh, that's yeah. going to be happening before the Florida State game. That's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait to go to that and uh, and see what's going on the night before the Florida State game. A lot of recruits going to be in town for that. Um, that was one of the big complaints uh, from fans when uh, the former regime was here that we never did any kind of a midnight madness or anything like that. So you you asked for it, and uh, Chris Mack is giving it. And um, that's going to be an awesome, awesome event, and I hope that it's something that we continue to do. Um, I mean, how great is it, like, all the things that they've been doing, like the the, the Twitter, like, lockout. Oh, yeah. They were giving away tickets and just the, the community, the the open scrimmage that they advertised. That was be awesome. Players that and, was awesome. Uh, and having like having Donovan and Trey come back for that, and like uh, I, I mean, what a like recruiting tool! Like you talk about like you know Kentucky having all these different like recruiting events, like having Drake come to the practice facility or you know whatever the heck they do yeah. um, that they don't get in trouble for. Um, right. But like just having former guys that are you know should have won rookie of the year. I mean, Donovan's a household like, name now. 
oh, absolutely. Bring him back. Like, get him in the practice facility. Have him shoot around. Like, like the guy that um, just committed, um, Withers. Uh, uh, Withers, yeah. Yeah, Jalen Withers. I mean, he, he mentioned that specifically. He said, like, how how cool it was to be, like, shooting around with Donovan Mitchell. Like, <laughs> and these are younger kids. Like, they look up to Donovan. Like, he's an NBA player. Like, like they would have looked up to, like, Donovan. Donovan would have looked up to, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade or, or, or anyone like that. Like, yeah, it's the same type of thing. Like these guys are, are big names and they're coming back here and they rep the Ville left and right. And that's, what's going to get you the recruits. Like that kind of stuff is what makes an impact. And that's when people leave your, leave their official visits and say, that's a place I want to be. Look at the community. Look at how packed the practice facility got. Look at how nice the facilities are. Like for a, a pickup basketball game, like come on. So it, it's just great, and just all the like social media interaction, the community interaction. Just having a verified Twitter account for the Louisville basketball team is just—it's something I, I honestly never thought I'd see. So that that whole aspect, and, and having Chris Mack be active and and t- tweeting out when we're getting when we're getting recruits, and it's just—it's fun now. Like it's just—it's fun to be a Louisville basketball fan, and it has not been for a long time. Oh, I live for the Chris Mack. L's up. Uh-oh. Oh, Tweets. I, Uh-oh. Yep. I'm here for that. Please. All the time. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those are those are awesome. And you're right. I never thought I would see the day when we had a, a verified Twitter account for Louisville basketball. But it is, and it exists, and it's a thing. And it's not just with Chris Mack either. I mean, it's, it's across the board with this athletic department. With this new season of – I mean, it's basically like the the academic and athletic calendar have flipped now, and we're and we're beginning this new year uh, with football starting, and and then we lead into basketball, and then baseball, and then it's just kind of steamrolling right now. But it seems like there is just a, and I don't want to sound corny, but there's just a new energy and a new life breathed into this athletic department, and it starts with Vince Tyree, and it starts with Chris Mack, and. The the things that they're doing, I mean, Vince Tyree, and you and I have gushed about him on this show many, many times, but if there is an athletic, depart- or athletic director in the country that has more of an ear to the ground than Vince Tyree, then let me meet him, because Vince literally, it's like he knows what the fans want before they even say it. I mean, the things that he's doing, the... The opportunities that are out there for the fans to interact and get involved and and have you know face to face contact with with their with the coaches and the players and and just to be around the facilities, it's it's insane. I mean, the man opened the stadium up, opened the parking lots up at noon, and and opened the stadium up an extra hour just so or an extra half an hour so fans could go and see the new expansion even if they're not sitting over there just to go look at it to go to go see what it looks like to be involved to to feel like you're you know you're not secluded i think there was a lot of that previously where it didn't feel like a fan base it felt like you know i hate to use the word segregated because it's got such a a negative connotation um, and, and, you know, history tied to it, but it felt like we were a, a segregated fan base between the, you know, the haves and the have nots, the privileged, the not privileged. I mean, you can go here and you can see this and you can do that. Um, and I think a, a, that some of these walls are being broken down and, and you're seeing, you know, more opportunities for the every man fan, the, 
the guy like you and me that you know i'm i'm not dripping money um but mm-hmm. i love <laughs> but i love uh louisville athletics and i want to to be involved and those opportunities are out there for people you know, for, for the everyday, the average fan. Um, and that's a credit to Vince Tyree. So, so kudos to him. And, and not only that, it starts at the top. Yeah. So the new president, uh, that's a trickle down. Oh dude, she's the, awesome. The respect that she, that she garners and the, the authority and the, um, the swiftness with which she's, uh, taken over the reins and, and, Done, done the unthinkable and cleaned up the 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 university so quickly. I, I mean, that's where it, that's where it all starts. And then you know, I know she came after uh, Tyree, but you know, if you don't have a good head on the you know up top, then it doesn't really matter what else you have underneath. And we saw that firsthand um, with the last group. So yeah, and I mean, Doctor Benaputi, she don't play. She came out no. and. I mean, right off the bat, she had the Papa John's thing, and she handled it. She was like, here's what we're going to do, and I've already talked to John, and he knows what we're doing. So, yeah. I mean, they she just handled it. Like, there was no there was no discussion. There was no, we're going to wait and see, and we're going to talk, and we're going to meet with this group and this group and this group, and we're going to hear what they have to say. And they, No, she was like, here's what we're doing, and I've already talked to him about it, and it's done. Cool, cool. L's up. I'm like, Dang. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I mean, she was out there in her poncho Saturday, L's up, yeah. ringing the bell before kickoff. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's exciting, and it's it's exciting to be a Louisville fan again. It feels good to be a Louisville fan, and and I'm happy that we're getting back to that point. Uh, now we just have to come out and start kicking ass and taking names, and yep. That starts this weekend with Western Kentucky. Um, Lewis, as we look at this game, again, I said it on paper, this is a game that Louisville should come out and roll early, often. Uh, I like the cards in this game, and I'm even going to give you a score, 42-14. to 14, um, Louisville, easy over Western Kentucky this weekend. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, I, um, I I just totally had a brain fart. Did you say what score you predicted? <laughs> I literally, like, I heard everything you said except for the middle part. <laughs> now you know what really happens on our show. Like, Lewis only listens to key phrases and key words. Like, when he hears his name, he responds, yep. but yep. doesn't hear anything before that. Yes, 42-14 to 14 Louisville over Western. 42 to 14. Yes. Okay. I, I'm not as confident as you as far as um, the, the, the scoring. I, I think it's going to be, I'm going to say, uh, let's do, I'm going to say 27, uh, 27, 10 is going to be really my score there. Yeah. I, I just, and I'd love to be just absolutely humiliated and proven wrong in every way. Um, but I just, I mean, what evidence have we really seen that, you know, that we can just put up ridiculous yeah. offensive numbers? No. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, I hope I'm wrong, but, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I hope you are too, man. I hope so too. All right. Well, that's uh, that's kind of all the time we've got on the show for tonight. 
Uh, again, we will be out there on Saturday for Louisville and Western Kentucky. Uh, Lewis's first game of the season, so we're excited about that. And uh, again, Absolutely. you can uh, check out the website, thebreakdownul.com, for the whole breakdown of Western Kentucky. For Lewis, I'm Taylor. This has been another episode of The Breakdown. We will see you guys next week right back here, same time, same place. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Cards, beat Western. We'll see you next week. Things that you need to hear Before I'm paying on time And I throw this truck in gear